KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Extraordinary Talk Show with your host, Della Hill. That's me. Let me start by sharing the same things I always share. First of all, please don't believe a single thing that I say just because I say it. And please don't do anything that I do just because I do it. However, if something that I say strikes a chord of curiosity or rings the bell of truth within you, I encourage and invite you to follow that. Another quick bit is, just as I don't expect you to believe anything I say, please believe me when I say that I, believe, I respect the things that you believe. Even if I say something different, doesn't mean that I don't respect what you believe. I still do. And I believe, in fact, that it is your right and responsibility to decide that for yourself. So if you don't like what I'm saying, you don't got to listen. But thank you for those of you who are here and keep listening anyway. Today, I have an answer for you that is the answer people have been asking for for millennia. I am going to tell you today what women want. And I believe I have authority to speak on this because I am a woman. And I figured out a lot of things that I want in my life. Now, how do we know what we want? We know what we want by figuring out what we don't want. When someone is mean to us, we want them to be nicer. When we don't have enough money, we wish we had more. We know what we want by knowing what we don't want. Now, I know that this might seem frustrating and confusing because a lot of women seem to not know what they want either. But if you ask anybody what they don't want, they can probably tell you that. And I'm going to put this under one simple answer, and then I'm going to explain it. First of all, what women want, simplest thing ever, is to be given a second thought. All women want is to be given a second thought. Now let me go a little bit more into that, in fact, take a sideways step, because when I mentioned this to my partner, Jesse, what he said was, oh, well, women just want men to be good drivers. And I must have looked confused because he went on to explain. And let me make a point, too, that Jesse is an excellent driver. I'm a very good driver, and so I have an appreciation of that. What we, what Jesse explained is that what women want is someone that they can feel safe with all the time where they know that their needs are going to be met depending on the situation. What he meant by that is it's great if you can be a race car driver and you can drive at 140 miles an hour all over the place. Congratulations. It's really hard to go to the store at 140 miles an hour. This means is that women want our needs met around the gamut and not just someone who can show up and drive 140 miles an hour. Because guess what? I can drive 140 miles an hour too. That's not something I need you to do for me. What women want in this environment is we want someone to help us get there. We know where we're going. And you know what? A lot of us like to do the driving ourselves. 
But when it comes to a partnership, we want someone in the driver's seat or in the partner's seat, whichever way it is, that is going to help us get where we need to go at the speed we need to go according to when we need to get there. We want someone who knows how to be chill, who knows how to take the back way, who knows how to take it easy and relax and stop on the side of the road to take pictures of ducks. But we also do want someone who knows how to hit the gas, who knows how to hit the accelerator and really spice things up once in a while. We like that once in a while, pretty consistently, but not all the time. The rest of the time, we want someone who can get us to the grocery store safely. So in that way, it's not that complicated that we want more than just someone to get us where we're going as fast as we can. We want to get where we're going with the most care and the highest level of efficiency possible. So that's one example. So women want good drivers. And that goes, I hope you got the metaphor there, that that goes across the board. And that brings me back to what I believe women want, which is to be given a second thought. What does that mean? You understand, and a lot of people will argue with me, and they'll, they will say, Della, what are you talking about? Women are treated equally today. Haven't we accomplished that? Don't women make as much money as men do? You might ask those questions. But if women were being treated equally or even close to that, I think it would be easier to answer this question what women want. No one's asking the question what men want. But it is an unanswered and seemingly unanswerable question what women want. People still, we say, oh, everybody's being treated equally now, but clearly this question hasn't been answered, so something isn't equal. And we're not asking for equality. Not everything is equal. But what women want is acknowledgement. A second thought is acknowledgement. Because it was only 100-ish years ago that women in America were able to vote. And I'll acknowledge the states of Utah, and I think it was either Wyoming or Montana, not sure which, was at the very, very first to allow women to vote. But before that, women couldn't vote. And before that, women couldn't own property. And before that, depending on where you lived, women couldn't uh, receive an inheritance. And basically, if you go back a couple hundred years, women were treated like children, meaning they didn't have any rights. They weren't allowed to vote. They weren't allowed to receive an inheritance. They weren't allowed to own property. And when they talked, they were ignored. If they had something good to say, it was surprising, or at least to the people who were listening. But children and women, up until only a couple hundred years ago, held the same uh, status. They had the same rights. Women and children... I mean, they're always put together in the same sentence, right? Right? Because women and children, until a couple hundred years ago, actually had the same rights. Women were paid the same as children for the same work. And while we're making a lot of progress, we've come a long way since then. No question. Thank you for that. I didn't even realize this until I actually paid attention. So if you don't believe me, that's fine. But please, 
please look at it. Please notice this. Because when I noticed it, I noticed it a lot. That women are not always given a second thought. What that means is women are not always acknowledged. Just as a child might say something silly and you might not even bother to acknowledge it, women often feel that when we speak, we are not acknowledged. Now, I think sometimes, not always, but sometimes that's because the men around us, not always, sometimes, the men think that the women and children that belong to them, because some men do think of them as belonging to them, they believe that those women and children do belong to them and therefore their thoughts and ideas are also their property, which means that if a woman or a child speaks and says something thoughtful or helpful, the man who feels that he owns that woman or child doesn't even feel like that's a separate thought from himself. He feels like that's his own thought. It's just echoed by one of the beings whom he owns. And because it doesn't even seem to him like a separate thought, he doesn't acknowledge it. It just feels like his own thought that just was spoken from that mouth over there. Now, no, women, no, that doesn't still happen today, Della. On some level, depending on where you go, it does. Not every man does this. But in fact, it's so prevalent that women do it to other women. It's part of our culture. It's what we're used to. We are slowly and steadily, and thank you for all of that, making progress to treat women more like adults. And because of all the progress that we've made, you might think that we don't need to focus on this or not. We don't need to pay much attention to it. I said the other day in a conversation that Christian churches today are widely responsible for the patriarchal treatment of women and for holding women down. And the person I was speaking to immediately spoke up and said, oh, no, 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 other religions are way worse than Christians. What are you talking about? Like, you know, some parts of the world and some religions, they don't even let women wear their, show their ankles and wrists. Absolutely right. No question. Are you going to tell me that just because Christians do it less than other religions, that that makes it okay? Because I don't think it does. Being less bad than the next guy doesn't make you right. So again, I don't ask you to believe me, but pay attention around you and pay attention to how often a woman speaks and she is not even acknowledged that someone might even, might glance at her, but they don't even agree with her. They just continue talking as though she started their sentence for them. Another thing that might happen is if, they, if the woman or child, and depending on the case, says a thing that the person disagrees with, the first thing they do is ignore it. And this can be frustrating for the woman or child because being ignored when someone disagrees with us feels almost exactly the same as being agreed with when someone disagrees with us because it very often, not always, but very often lacks acknowledgement that even if we say something that you disagree with or they disagree with, rather than saying, I see where you're coming from with that, it's just ignored as though that was an 
erroneous thought that can just be blown off and, and not bothered with. So it's very confusing for women and children, actually, when we say something and it's ignored, and we don't know if it's ignored because it's an agreement or if it's ignored because it's not worth responding to or not seen as worth responding to. Now, occasionally a woman will continue to speak up when she's being ignored for disagreement. And very often when women say, excuse me, no, I disagree with you, and attention is called back to it, that's when women kind of get blamed. And and this word, troublesome woman, comes in. And I didn't realize that this was happening. I didn't notice this was happening because I didn't believe it was happening. I didn't think women got treated like that. I thought women were honored and respected in this world. I generally feel honored and respected in this world. But when I paid attention to that, I realized that I don't even get acknowledged for the things that I say as often as I would like to. That very often things that I say, if they're in agreement, get ignored. If they're in disagreement, get ignored. And when I speak up and say, no, I'm still in a disagreement, people don't always like that. Some people get really upset about it. Let me also say this on another facet of this diamond is the last thing I'm trying to say is that women are better than men because I don't believe that for a second. The last thing I'm trying to say is that we deserve extra and better because we don't. Depending on the situation and the scenario, women in many cases are treated very well. But I find in my observation across the board in America, it's not standard that women are given the acknowledgement that men usually are. Again, don't believe me. Just watch around you and see. One example, too, is walking on the street. Here's a really, really great self-study. You know, I believe that the best study is a self-study, so try this one out. If you're a female walking down the street and you walk towards a male, don't move out of the way. Don't step aside. See what happens. And men walking down the street, notice when women come towards you, who steps out of the way first? Just, just try. Just, just pay attention. Do a self-study and look around you. I read one woman did this self-study where she decided to not move out of the way, to wait for the man to move out of the way. And after she ran into about 28, 29 men, she decided that it was not happening the way she thought it had been happening prior to that. So it's worth evaluating. I also want to add this as as part of that because I think this is very, very important. When we want to lift women up, if we want to show how great women are, we're not trying to make them better than they are. We want to show how great they are. We want them to get acknowledgement and credit for how great that they are. Now, one way that we do not do that is by pulling men down. If we as women think that we have to pull men down and make them look bad or abuse them or guilt them or shame them or whatever in order for us to be equal to them, we're failing. Women, I believe, can stand shoulder to shoulder with men and be just as smart just as helpful, just as useful, just as reasonable, just as intelligent, just as loving, 
And maybe in some ways, depending on the person, more of them, some of those things. We should never, ever, ever have to bring a man down to be equal to him. If we cannot stand shoulder to shoulder with the best men and show that we are the best women, we're wasting our time and I'm wasting my words. Because men are amazing and the last thing I want to do is take away credit from them. I know and have loved many, many, many wonderful men and boys in this world. And the last thing that I want is for them to think that they are less than they are. What I want is to hold them up absolutely as high as they are and bring women there too. And maybe together we can go up even higher. Because one thing that I hear a lot when I talk to people about this, when I share this idea that women aren't treated equally, one thing that men say very, very often, but, 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 but no, 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 not me. Ask my wife. In my home, that's not how it is. In my home, my wife is loved and respected. And gentlemen, when you tell me that, I believe you. And thank you for that. In fact, what that really tells me is that you guys have figured it out. There are many, many men out there who have figured this out. A lot who haven't still, I'm sorry. Worse than I realized it was. But there are many men who have figured this out, at least on some level, that they have figured out that the woman that they chose to share their life with, the more honor they give her, the more respect they give her, the more love and in all of those ways that they can give her, the more she magnifies it back to them. Women are magnifying mirrors. Whatever you give us, we'll give you back and then some. So if you give us glory and honor and love and respect, you're going to get that back. One way that I believe Christian churches don't do this, let me be very clear, is that they do not teach about Mother God. Christian Christian churches are based on the Melchizedek priesthood. The Melchizedek priesthood is a very patriarchal priesthood, which... While in some places it does allow women to be initiated and ordained into the priesthood, yet does not give them full rights, responsibility, and authority that men have. Typically across Christian religions, they honor the Melchizedek priesthood, which does not honor women. So if Christian religions want to improve their treatment of women, they should take a look at the priesthood that they're using, largely the Aaronic or the Melchizedek priesthood and go back to look at the history that the Aaronic and the Melchizedek priesthood don't honor women. However, there are many, many other priesthoods in the world that do honor women. And as a woman, if I'm looking for a priesthood that I want to be a part of, that I want to have in my life, I would choose one that honors me. I would also choose one that honors the men. Because as I said, you don't show how great women are by holding women down. You show how great women are by holding up against the great men and showing how awesome we all are together. And the men who figured this out in their own homes have the most happiness. I think the men who have found that honoring the women in their home and making their home a balance of feminine and masculine probably have very happy children's and households. That's the kind of household I grew up in. My father understood that my mother was his partner, not his subject. And he treated her that way. He treated her like a loving, loved, adored, valued, and appreciated partner. And I believe that I grew up 
with the low amount of trauma that I did largely because my father honored my mother in my home. And I believe that if churches were to do the same thing, that our churches would be greater than they are. You decide for yourself, because like always, the best study is self-study. I do want to point out another thing that makes this a very, very good point that I think expresses this point and makes this point for me about how patriarchal the Melchizedek priesthood is, is that the Bible itself is is based on the Melchizedek priesthood, right? The priesthood of Aaron, and then that was Moses' brother, and then the priesthood of Melchizedek. And so the entire Bible, this is the book that uses, that is built on the Melchizedek priesthood, but also the Bible, you notice, has very few mentions of women in it, that there are many, many, I don't even know how many men are, are mentioned in the Bible, but it's hard to find a list of more than 15 women, and the majority of the women in the Bible, including Mary, Elizabeth, Sarah, Ruth, Rachel, Hannah, Eve, that's at least eight. Also, Rachel had two babies. Uh, But that's at least eight women who got their names in the Bible because they gave birth to a baby boy. Had they not given birth to a baby boy who then later grew up and did something great, those women would not have even been mentioned in the Bible. Okay, some of them might have for other things that they did, but it just seems interesting to me that that's such a common thing. And some of these women, that's kind of the only thing that they did even to get mentioned. But you're going to say, hold up, Della, hold up, hold up. We know that there's some great women in the Bible. Can you name them? Because I had to go do a search and look because I learned when I did a search, I learned about Priscilla, who was a church leader at the time of Peter. She and her husband were church leaders in their local area together. Also, you've got Deborah, who was the only female judge at the time of judges to be named in the Bible. So she must have been pretty awesome to actually be a female judge that got her name in there. But Deborah herself was not cool enough to get a book in the Bible. There are two women, you will note, that did get books in the Bible. You have Ruth and Esther, as you recall. And I have always loved the stories of these two women. And I always thought it was really cool that they got their books in the Bible. And then I had paid attention to what it was. I looked closer. What was special about these women that they got a book in the Bible? And what it came down to, I figured it out. Uh, both of them had the lives of at least one of the person that they were responsible for and were put in a point, place where the life of that other person might actually be lost if this woman didn't do something. And so the thing that this woman did was she placed herself before a man, knelt down at his feet and begged him. And that worked for both Ruth and Esther. Uh, both of them were able to save the people that they were seeking to save in doing that. And also in doing that, both of them got their themselves a book in the Bible. I don't understand why the woman who was the greatest judge in the Bible, or the greatest female judge in the Bible, got her name, no book, but the two women who got their names in there bowed down before a man and begged. That tells me something about how the Melchizedek priesthood and the Christian church, Christian churches see and treat women. And I'm not okay with that. That is not acceptable to me. What women want is to be acknowledged. What women want is to be given a second thought. Ruth and Esther were barely given a second thought and they had to kneel down and beg for it. I don't think our women today should have to do that. I think that 
if people figured out what many husbands have figured out, that when you honor and glorify your wife, your life gets better. That is what women want. That's Della. I'm your host. I love you. I will talk to you next time. Remember, I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. You've been listening to The Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.